now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Once Upon a Throwback. Why am I starting it off like it's Infinite Journeys? This is a Patreon exclusive podcast, but knowing me, it will probably be an Infinite Journeys episode at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Asher is not with me this week. Instead, I am joined by Final Neil from Mortal Kombat Podcast and Crew Expendable, which everybody should remember at this point because you were on the show like two or three times last year on Infinite Journeys. Yeah, I did a couple of those. I think I did two. Yeah, I know you did at least two. One was when Asher wasn't here, which is funny because... Right. Asher's not here tonight, and Asher won't be here next week, where you'll be joining for Infinite Journey. So, yeah, they're gonna get back to back. Neil, we should go ahead and funny. tease. We should go ahead and tease that we're gonna talk about Fireteam Elite. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. I've already decided that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, that it, switch, took, it took that us a couple conversations. Out, so. <laughs> yeah, man. Because you were like, do you want to do Doom and Doom Eternal? Because I'm playing through those, and I was like, oh, I haven't played those in like over a year. I don't know if I. <laughs> I know this is all right. We're going to talk about that a tiny bit. I know this is a a different show. It I have been matter. fucking obsessed with Doom Eternal. Like that's how I was when I played it, and I actually didn't like it. I'm unbelievably hooked. I didn't think I would be. I played 2016, and 2016 was good. Like I really liked it, but then Eternal I started, takes it to another like, level. Yeah, it's just absurd how much, like, how into that game I am. Like, I can't stop playing it. That's how I am with yeah. right now, Dead Island Two. Nice. I haven't like, played any of the Dead Island, the first one or this one. I played the first one when it first came out, and then like I never finished it. But every now and again, I'll go back to it just for a good time because I have the def- I had the definitive edition, which has like one punch mode, so you could just kick stuff okay. and send it flying. So <laughs> every now and again, I just go back in just to do that, and it's. It's nice. kind of the same, but it's not from the same developer. It's Dan Buster Studios did okay. this one. But yeah, I was kind of worried about it because it kind of went through that development cycle of like four different developers while it was being made and like over the course of like, I don't know, like 13 years or something like that. That oh, this yeah. thing has been yeah, being yeah. made in a bunch of developers. But yeah, I've been having a blast. Now I'm just like, man, I wish I had friends to play it with because it seems perfect for co-op. So it's not on, is it on Game Pass by any chance? I don't think so. Yeah. It should be. It might come to Game Pass. If it does, I'll uh, jump in that with you. Yeah, well, I'm on PlayStation, if, if, so we'd have to. Yeah, but everything, everything has crossplay now. Yeah, well, you might not be up to date. I had the Series S, and then it started overheating like really, Ooh. really bad. So I ended up having to get rid of it. So yeah, I plan on getting an X eventually and having just both the best worlds. Both the nice. best worlds? Best of both worlds. Both of the best worlds. Yeah, both, <laughs> both of the best worlds. Yeah. But none of that is relevant to what we're talking about today, which is the faculty. The faculty. For anyone who's not aware, the faculty is a 1998. I want to say science fiction horror movie is how I'm gonna bill it as. Yeah. It's they an bill an, it as it's a an, horror movie, but it's sure. But it's like a it's like an alien invasion, like a twist yeah. on like a body snatcher. Yeah, so body that, snatchers, that, which they reference absolutely... in the movie itself quite a few. Times. Sure, yeah, it's absolutely a, a science fiction horror movie. I'll I'll give it that. Yeah, it's basically a bunch of high school students that discover their faculty, hence the name. Mm-hmm. As well as other students are being evaded by a parasitic alien. Yes. I mean, that's kind of the provide. It's pretty simple. Though. That's the easiest explanation ever. <laughs> that's that is. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty straightforward story. That's like more simple than half the Mortal Kombat Conquest episodes <laughs> trying to explain. That. Oh, brother, man. Yeah, you're as not much kidding. as I love the show. <laughs> I remember when I started listening to your show it was the first time that I actually went back and watched it because I have it on DVD and I was like, I'm going to yeah. sit through and actually watch the entire thing. And I loved it and then got really mad at the end. And yeah, I was really excited to hear you when you guys got to that episode. <laughs> that's pretty common reaction since that show kind of got unceremoniously it canceled. Ends. Ended season one on a cliffhanger and then didn't get a season two. 
Um, it honestly doesn't bother me that much. Yeah, I think it yeah. just did because it was my first time seeing it all the way through, and then just right. like everybody is just dead. And that was sure. I was like, come on. <laughs> but also, like, you kind of think. I mean, it's okay. Already off on another tangent. I know, but that's like, what I do. So <laughs> people know Tony Z has ADHD, so one episode turns into multiple episodes in one half the time. Sure, so. I, I'll put this here. I still think that the conquest ending kind of works because when we it's a prequel to the mortal Kombat 95 movie right and, and anyone right. who knows mortal Kombat lore knows that the great kung lao you know from the past dies right so technically conquest ends with the great kung lao dying even if the show had continued on eventually it would have ended with the great kung lao dying most so likely like, to goro right it's, yeah I think that's, that's, who kills him in lore. Yeah. that's how it should be but like i can accept this as this universe's version of the great kung lao kicking the bucket yeah so, it just you sucked know. when you liked all the characters and then they were just yeah. like, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Right. <laughs> you're yeah, like, wow, just... at least give me a fatality screen, make it interesting. <laughs> that that last episode was a horror movie, much like... The Faculty. The nice faculty. segue. See, this is why I have you on the podcast. There we go. You're great at the segues. <laughs> yeah, the main thing I noticed when I watched this back today, I haven't watched it since I was like a teenager. Okay. And one key note I'll have is when I watched it as a teenager, I watched it on TV. Yeah. So I never saw the part where she's just completely nude, which is towards the sure, end yeah. of the film. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is unnecessary. We don't need this at all. That is a part of the movie that I forget is in it between yeah. viewings. It's but... completely unnecessary, though. Well, it's they could have done like they could have done the shots like when it shows the yes. close up of the actress. They could have just done it that and you would have had. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm of two minds. But first of all, I 100 percent agree with you with that they could have obscured the nudity and shadows and stuff like that because i mean this was a this was a 90s teen horror movie yeah right? i thought it was I pg-13 mean, and then after i saw that yeah. i was like there's no way this was pg-13 then i realized it was rated R. yeah this is coming in the wake of like scream and i know what you did last summer and those kinds of which were rated r but they didn't buy into that horror trope of the gratuitous nudity right right so this this didn't need to show it but i also did a in a weird way i appreciated it because like she transforms into the monster yeah so of course her clothes are going to tear off like it bugs the shit out of me that the hulk is always wearing pants right <laughs> it is like, kind of funny it sure it rips is, off but his pants are still on. yeah it's like a weird it's a weird trope that does bother me when the clothing scales with the person or returns when it shouldn't like yeah. it doesn't happen that often but whenever it comes up i'm like yeah so i do appreciate the i'll call it attention to detail yeah and, um I do think having it her was... ditch her wardrobe, but again, it, they did. They could have obscured the nudity. It, it did. It wasn't gratuitous. There wasn't a lot of close-ups on it or anything like that. No, so it, was still... just, it was just an awkward scene. Whenever right. if, if she's just standing there talking to you like normal, but she's just there. Like, yeah, is, nobody's. And then finally, uh, Josh, I don't remember Zeke is just like, yeah, Zeke. why are you naked? And I'm like, yeah, that's your key giveaway that she's obviously right. the one that's not normal here. Well, but that, <laughs> but that, all naked. That scene in particular, we're just jumping right into spoilers. Right? I know, but everybody knows at this point that it's going to be spoiler heavy. So what you just mentioned kind of adds something to that scene because in that scene, he's like stuck between, okay, is it Mary Beth or is it, um, what's her name? Uh, yeah, I wanted to say Chloe, but I don't think that's right. Not Chloe. Uh, Stoke, Stokely. Stokely. Is it Mary Casey Beth? Is, uh, is Elijah uh, Wood. Yeah. Yeah. Elijah Wood. He's like, a is lot it Mary of Beth? big names in this. Right. Yeah, it is Mary Beth. 
because it's it's like yeah. Mary, Mary Beth something something Hutchinson or whatever. She like says her whole name. Yeah, Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson. Yeah, but Louise in that Hutchinson. but in that specific scene, Josh Hartnett is like, is it Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson or is it Stokely who's infected? Because they're doing that. It's not me. It's her. Yeah, you it's know, not me. It's her. I'm not the monster. She's the monster. But then the twist is they're both. Yeah, they're both know, infected. Right. Which is so the, I love how I just jumped into the end of the before we even got sure. to the beginning, but. So like that nudity giveaway that he notices is almost a red herring and it shocks us then that uh Stokely is also at that point. Yeah, cuz that infected I, I forgot that she, I actually yeah, I forgot that she was infected. So watching it again I was like, "Oh crap, she's infected too." I completely forgot yeah. about that part. Don't turn the episode off everyone listening just cuz we talked about the ending already. There's plenty more to say. I mean, it's once upon a throwback, so it's basically a retro <laughs> and nostalgia podcast, which I didn't even announce at the beginning. Of the episode. Just... Yeah, we just get right into it. Yeah, so it's pretty much just going to be all over the place on like our best memories and stuff like that. It's usually what we go with, but sure. this is my first time doing it as as the full a full movie. But yeah, okay. I remember some key notable key notable names, which is quite a bit actually. Uh, Robert Rodriguez developed it, Hell developed yeah. it, directed it, directed it. Yeah, I am a talking huge... about it like it's a video game now. Robert Rodriguez is one of like my guys, right? Yeah, like he did the vampire I... one. From, yeah, dusk from, dawn, from right? dusk till dawn yeah. el mariachi uh desperado once upon a time in mexico spy kids sin city uh Alita okay. battle angel like he's i'm a huge fan of him as a director like him and sam raimi are like my guys yeah i think i've only yeah. seen three of those which i think were okay. obviously the faculty and yeah. then uh from dusk till dawn i've seen multiple yes. times the movie's great and then bring me back when you talk about that one there was another one you mentioned that I think Sin I saw, but I don't. Sin City, Desperado, that was it. Once a... <laughs> Sin yeah, City, once a... and then he also did Sin, Sis... <clears throat> Sin City, a Dame to Kill for. Like he did both of those. He's yeah, a... there's like a couple of those. I really appreciate like his the way he makes films. I'm not right. a big like I don't go like I don't go super deep on a lot of directors, but I go I go pretty super deep on him. Actually, oh, we got something I... cool. <laughs> You probably can't see this is his it, book rebel, rebel without, without a crew. crew yeah you can kind of see it this was his journal about uh making el mariachi for i think six thousand dollars that number seven thousand nice. dollars his first like indie movie that got him like into hollywood and everything that's like the night of living dead story where it was made for very little money and then became huge yeah i just appreciate his sort of like the way he views filmmaking and like the efficiency and the ingenuity that he uses and I think that him directing this movie added a ton. Like, it, I think he made the movie work. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a very... It's a pretty fucking cheesy movie, you know? Like, the, yeah, it seems cheesy, but then when you're watching it, you're like, for some reason, just enjoy it. There are a yeah. couple of cringeworthy moments, like... Oh, yeah. Towards the beginning when the, when uh, Casey and Delilah are, like, in the closet while the, it looks like the teacher's about to... And he just sniffs her hair randomly. Yeah, that's I was like, this weird. Is a, this is a little cringe. Nobody would smirk at this because you guys aren't even friends. There is <laughs> like, something about all of the characters. That's a little off. Yeah. Where sure. you like, it's like, I don't think I like any of you, you know? Yeah. Like everyone's. True. And I think that like, that's they're believable characters. Like they're complex characters. They're, they're believable high school stereotypes, especially for like 1998. Oh yeah. For era, sure. You know? But yeah, none of there's none of them who are like the perfect hero that you're like necessarily rooting for. They've all got these like faults and these kind of shitty aspects of their characters. I love that I described it as the Breakfast Club with aliens at one point. 
hundred percent. That's because absolutely. That's kind of what. Yeah, all the characters are different. Yes, because you've got all the you've got the jock, which is what's his name, Sam. Uh, that is. I just call uh, it Stan. Stan. I was close. Yeah. At, least I, at least I got Sean. Sean Hatosi, I believe his last name. I've never seen this guy in anything. That's else, the only. Yeah, that's the only. And same with uh, Mary Beth. That's the only movie I've ever seen that actor oh. in. I got a I got a deep cut for Laura Harris plays Mary Beth Louise oh, really? Hutchinson. Yeah. This will make uh anyone who's familiar with with my podcast won't be surprised to hear me just know off the top of my head that oh, she was awesome. <laughs> that she well that she was uh one of the popular girls friends in the made for TV Sabrina the Teenage Witch movie that preceded the sitcom. Oh, holy crap. I didn't even know. I, yeah, I know. I remember the sitcom. And yeah. then I know they recently like redid it as like a whole horror thing. Right. I, I think I only saw the pilot of that. But yeah, I didn't know they had a movie before that. Yeah, it started Melissa Joan Hart. And um, I can't pull the other girl's name, but the girl who was her friend in the season one was also in the movie. And nice. uh, and uh, Laura Harris was also in that that film. And I remember watching that like on like ABC, like friday night movie or some shit as a kid yeah see that's where i was with yeah. the faculty where it was like on the movies all the time i would just right. watch it as it had at the time it was a lot of big notable names like obviously the one of the main characters zeke is played by josh hartnett which yes. everybody should know in a lot of stuff black hawk down being one of the main ones i can think of and pearl was he in pearl harbor or is that someone else no, i can't remember and I, i'm not pearl harbor i don't think i know he, he was in black hawk down for sure he was in a, a really great raunchy comedy movie called 40 Days and 40 Nights. Have you seen that? No, I was thinking of 30 Days of Night, which he was in. <laughs> he was also in that. Movie. That's true. He was also he was in 30 also, Days oh of my Night. God, Halloween H2O. And he was in Halloween H2O. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have you come on Jump Scare Clip for that. Because I think you mentioned wanting to come on for Michael Myers episodes. Yeah. So whenever uh, I do that. Whenever you do a Halloween or a Friday the 13th, I'm there. The so. Black Dahlia, he was in that. He's a good actor. I really like him. He was in Pearl Harbor. You are correct. That was my bad saying no. I apologize to all the Hartnett heads out there. I thought he was. Um, I was like, I remember his face. I just don't remember if I'm getting it mixed up. And apparently seen, he was. Yeah, I've seen in, that movie once. So apparently he was in a 1997 television crime drama series, Cracker. <laughs> mind Cracker, Mind Over Murder, a classic. 16 <laughs> episodes. Holy shit. What is this? Yeah, what is this? I've never even heard of this uh unconventional psychologist gary fitz fitzgerald is one of the best police interrogators in the business mostly because his own quirks and perversities help him get inside the criminal mind holy shit and josh hartnett plays as his eldest child this is as 1997 as it gets yeah so he but this is almost like it was like it because that was the first notable thing was that and then next would have been the faculty yeah well it was that h2o and then the faculty so i got a small just talking about Robert Rodriguez, um, he was in Sin City as well. I was Josh actually Hartnett. in the movie. Oh, Josh yeah. Hartnett was. He was in the opening. It was based on one of the short stories, um, like one of the Sin City shorts, the comic book shorts. And right. he he filmed that with Robert Rodriguez and they sent it to Frank Miller to convince Frank Miller or to, to ask Frank Miller if they could get the license to make the movie. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah, so he he worked with Robert Rodriguez again and helped get Sin City made. Um, Elijah Wood, who plays Casey in this, 
Yep, Lord of the Rings uh, for the most notable, obviously. Yeah, Frodo. but also also made it into Sin City. Robert Rodriguez's Sin City. Oh, that's kind of cool that he's yeah adding multiple people into it. He's a, he's that kind of director where he likes to work with the same people over and over again. Right. Salma Hayek is another one. Yeah, that, I almost I was like I know her. It's the nurse, and then I was like, is yeah. that Salma Hayek? And I was like, sure. That's where I thought it was funny was some of the characters that or some of the actors and actresses that aren't necessarily listed on the main, mm-hmm. like not the, but they're like cameos. Like you got John Stewart in there, which is random yeah. completely. They've yeah. got Usher, which he was kind of a main, he was like an off main character. as I Yeah. Like and I think, I think this was Usher's first acting role also. Yeah. I've never seen him in anything else. So I don't, unless know he was, in. does this, did this come out after she's all that? Cause he was in that as well. I think this I is his first she's acting all that came role. out. I know, like all the oh, take me back to something I was going to say. Josh Hartnett's in this uh, great comedy called Forty Days and Forty Nights," where he's trying to give up sex for all of Lent. I have heard of that. I just don't think yeah. I ever watched it. Pretty good movie. Um, you know, definitely like the context is better than your other sort of sex comedies coming out at that time, like your American Pies and whatnot. Because at I least in this one, every, at least in this <laughs> one, everybody. <laughs> everybody's an adult and yeah, yeah pretty pretty funny movie i mean technically the, when you look at these they're supposed to be teenagers but you're you're like everybody's an adult that's in these films <laughs> yes can <laughs> confirm this was i this was his uh usher's his first. first movie but he had done tv an episode of the parenthood and an episode of the bold and the beautiful prior or i guess nine episodes of the bold and the beautiful prior to this movie releasing so no more, no Mortal Kombat. No Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no Pacific Blue. No Baywatch. No, what else do we? Only and, one uh, Sabrina connection so far. <laughs> yeah. We've also got Jordana Brewster, which she plays as Delilah. She's yeah. uh, Fast and Furious would be the most yes. popular one for her, for sure. Mia. Mia Toretto. Yep. Dom's this family. <laughs> this was also her i think did she get the introducing credit on this yes this she was did. Def, this was her first film role she's she had the done, first credit like on the dvd she's the first yeah. name mentioned i have a little bit of trivia about this role apparently it was first offered to um charisma carpenter i have no I idea who that is do you ever watch buffy the vampire slayer the tv series I did, and I saw the original movie when I was a child, okay. which was the first horror movie I ever saw. And then my dad terrified me by running around saying, "I called to suck of blood." <laughs> and I never watched it again. Ooh, that'll fuck you up. Yeah, she was, she's um Cordelia Chase on Buffy, and she turned this role down because it felt too similar, and it is pretty similar to her role in Buffy the TV yeah, series. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. Well, they made a good choice with Jordana because she did a good job. Yeah, she was great in this. For sure. I love the line that we're. Uh, where Elijah Wood is just like, you could be such a... And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah. pretty cool person. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but sometimes you're a real pain in the ass or whatever. Yeah, or is that, when that. you're not being a great AB. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, don't man. cuss, so. <laughs> I let everybody oh. else do the cussing for me. I just don't cuss. I do. I might have already on this episode, but I'm going to try not to as a challenge from here on out. Yeah, I think it's a challenge sometimes for Asher too, but he does pretty good at it. And then we've got, yeah, like I said, John Stewart is kind of a cameo in it. He's one of the teachers. Yeah, he's got a pretty, he's got a sizable role in it. I mean, he's also the first. The first one to die on the faculty, yeah, trailer, yeah. right? He, he's the well, one. Well, no, because like, the, the, the old lady. 
Yeah, the old lady dies. But oh, he's the that he's scene. The, God, yeah, that was grim. <laughs> That's um, graphic. He's the first. He's the one that like confirms their suspicions about the the aliens taking over the school, right? Because yeah, like he's the confirmation, and he's how they learn that the made up the caffeine pill drug. Yeah, what's it called? Stack. It's called it's called scat. Scat. That's just... what. A, why would you call a drug? Isn't it a word for turd? Yeah. Thought yes. so. <laughs> Yeah, why would you call it? it that? Yeah. Here, just sniff this scat. <laughs> Found it on the side of the road I, somewhere. That is probably the most dated thing about this movie is the idea that they have it's like it's like when you play like if you play like Grand Theft Auto 5 now, there's like references to real drugs and shit, right? Right. But if you play Grand Theft Auto 3 from what, 2000 or 2001, the it's drug like is called stuff. it's called spank. <laughs> That was definitely intentional. Yeah. So there was just this era, this like this like period of time, nineties into early two thousands, where they're like they're just making up drugs for stuff instead yeah. of just using the real terms. And I don't know that that's the most dated thing about this movie is that he's like got this off brand drug that he's peddling to kids at school for five dollars a pen or whatever. Yeah, right? and then he tries to give some to the teacher to mellow her out, which is Fam K Jansen, which yeah. for me the most notable reference is House on Haunted Hill. Oh, for me, Goldeneye. Oh my goodness, I haven't seen that in ages. The Pierce Brosnan Goldeneye, one, double, or the yeah, original Goldeneye. The, well, yeah, the Pierce... obviously she's not the original. What am I thinking? Right. Well, that is that is the original. Are you thinking? Oh, there wasn't of, one uh, before that. You thinking of Goldfinger? I think that was probably. The... Yeah, and then Rounders also that poker movie with Matt Damon and Edward Norton. Those are my Famke Janssen uh, references, yeah. and I guess X. I guess she was in those X Men movies too, right? It's probably a pretty big deal in those. Those oh X-Men yeah, probably. <laughs> I completely forgot she was in it. Yeah, yeah I completely forgot she's uh, uh, Phoenix or what that? Yeah, what the heck Jean Grey. It? Yeah, Jean Grey. Oh my goodness, I'm supposed to be the comic book nerd here, and I can't even remember Jean Grey's name. Oh, I am also a comic book nerd. So, yeah. yeah well, we, I wasn't when I was younger. We got I didn't get comic books, but like, and later on in life, I started getting like really into them. Yeah, I go through phases. I've never been an X Men guy though. I've tried. Yeah, that was like, what like I, my uncle gave me. His like his first edition of an X Men comic, I think, nice. when I was a teenager, and it was the one I think it was the nineties one because it mm-hmm. was where Magneto was like it was like the first issue where it was like Magneto and they were like forming the planet for mutants or whatever. Okay, it was a pretty good series, but oh, yeah, I only yeah. remember that one issue for some reason. But I remember the or series a, being good. It's a con- they they have a country, right? He formed a country. Yeah, for but it's mutants. like a planet or a moon or something. And I can't like pull the name space. of it because again, I'm not a big X Men. Guy. I mean, I've tried all the different eras. Like, I didn't love the '90s cartoon, which is blasphemy. I know. And, I like, loved I've, it. I read like the when I was a teenager, like, but I've yeah. tried to go back and watch it. Oof, that voice acting, <laughs> I can't do yeah. it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think nostalgia is really helping a lot of people through that. That I loved that '90s Spider-Man cartoon, but that thing is garbage. If oh, you I try just, watching yeah. it today. <laughs> Actually, I still love that one. Yeah, I've gone back and watched the '90s because it's That's... on like Disney Plus. They're all on Disney Plus now since Disney just bought like everybody. Right. Just... It's <laughs> one of those. That's one of those shows where you realize that that Peter Parker never like actually punches anybody. Right. And it's just like how just crazy. I never noticed this. Does you never notice until you notice? It. It's kind of like I'm going to ruin Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze for everybody out right. there. There's not a single time in that movie where any of the turtles use their weapons on a person. That's crazy. 
it's just it's not there like that's why in like that first fight scene they're using like yo-yos and sausages and shit to beat up all the robbers <laughs> i like, forgot they, all about that yeah they don't use their weapons through that whole movie maybe they deemed it too violent exactly that's exactly what it was yeah. which is funny because what we were talking about how i've been playing dead island 2 earlier and my weapon of choice for much of the game so far has been a bow staff nice. like, i'm running around here like donatello and then you can yeah. you can mod them and give like more power some weapons will get like electricity or like fire and stuff and okay. if you want to if you're rad. into gore whew, let me tell you i know i'm going yeah, off topic too. again i don't care you know what this is just gonna turn into a casual conversation podcast about whatever <laughs> we want it to be we're gonna get we're gonna cover plenty of faculty stay tuned everybody yeah this is gonna be a little bit of everything but yeah gore wise these it's all about just destroying these things like you're knocking off limbs there's nice. a there's a move where you can if you block perfectly or dodge perfectly it'll stun them and then you'll basically get like a finishing kill. Okay. But depending on the weapon type, my bow staff he stabs them in the gut a couple times and jams up through the jaw and it pops out the top of their head. Holy smokes! But I mean, you're yeah. seeing the jaw like I've seen that jaw come halfway off their face and then I hit them again and it flings off of their. Damn. Like this is this is worse than Mortal Kombat fatalities. Oh shit! Some of this stuff <laughs> I've seen the claw. Like I have the Wolverine claws or whatever, and I've punched a hole through one's head. Just went Damn. right through. I think that was in the trailer, actually. That's it. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta look into this. I don't. That's know. That's where the fun is. It's just dismembering these zombies. Sure. <laughs> and it just eventually you get guns, but like I've used a couple of them, like a shotgun, whatever. But like it's not the just, best first-person shooter mechanics. You're better off just using melee weapons. Just, just rocking the bow staff. Yeah. yeah. Well, All right. the bow staff and now a sledgehammer. With gotcha. Like, with acid attacks, so it just disintegrates their skin. <laughs> I I do play occasionally the Evil Dead game, and I do love the sledgehammer in that too. That's pretty fun. That is also a game where it's very heavily melee weapon focused. Yeah, melee weapon. Yeah. That's kind of the key point because you want to like knock off their legs and crap, and yeah. you can you can curb stomp their faces and their heads will explode, and you can yeah, this... hit some of them in the stomach. Their guts will literally like be hanging out of their stomach. Like it's pretty gross. Oof. But I like it. So I guess sure. none of this gore is to be found in the faculty, really. Yeah, Aside really. from the John Stewart death scene. Sure, that was pretty gruesome. And uh, well, you know, and when the they scene cut... in the shower with the old lady. And the old lady, that was pretty gruesome. There's some... I would have got there... scared because yeah. she, when she first comes in there, she rips off her clothes, and I was scared we were gonna see like old lady duty. Luckily, yeah. we did not in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that that would have been kind of an interesting like Oh, you're watching a horror movie, but you're expecting to see some nudity. Well, here you here, go. <laughs> here you go. Here you go. 16 year olds, right? Yeah, that would have been a real way to troll the audience. But yeah, yeah that that part where they where he, like she's like hugging him because she's te- terrified because they couldn't. She was too yeah. old, or and her hair just rips off, but it like scalps was... her, and some of the blood comes off. Yeah, Heavily spoilers no. for anyone who hasn't seen that, but that's probably <laughs> the most gory scene in the entire movie. We already spoiled the ending, so I mean, I yeah, I spoiled the ending like ten seconds yeah. in. I don't half of it. I don't remember what I talked about yet, but I think we touched on almost everybody. Other than I had two notes when I when I watched the movie was like two just random characters who aren't even main characters. One I was just like, hey, that's Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Yeah, and man, that's, Cri- uh, Christopher McDonald. Yeah, I couldn't remember the actor's name. Yeah, I just remember also Shooter McGavin from some of those terrible American Pie presents, like direct-to-dvd movies oh geez never saw any of them <laughs> probably a, because i didn't like american pie so i didn't really miss he has a line uh he catches he's a stifler and i, I don't know which one of these it is it's probably i think it's the naked mile 
I can't. I hate that I know this. All right. <laughs> well, listen, you're he, the guy that knows a lot of things, so that's just how it is. Yeah, it is. And if people want to hear my journey with the American Pie movies, there's an old episode of the podcast. They made another one where I talk about American Reunion, but we'll so go look it up. But uh, he has a line in this direct DVD movie where he says something like, like he catches his son who faked sick to stay home from like a family dinner to like masturbate. And he's really says, ironic because there's going to be a faculty reference here in a minute. Yeah. With that. He says, Stiflers don't fake sick to pull dick. They cut class to get ass. That's a line. Oh, that this, that, that's a line that this man says in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the line he says in the faculty, whenever he thinks he's Elijah Wood, uh, Casey yeah. is on drugs and uh, they're throwing all the stuff out of the room. He's like, internet, no more. Phone, no more. And the mom's like, don't forget the porno. Yeah, yeah. Under the mattress. And he's like, porno, no more. Yes. And he's like, no flogging the bishop. No, yeah, no flogging the bishop. He does say that no in this. That's... <laughs> like, I was like, what is that? Is it an extension on this? Like, right after that happens, uh, Elijah Wood, Casey, is trying to sneak out of his house through the window. Yeah, right? he falls off the roof. Falls off the roof, and he he like thinks the pod people are coming for him, or they are there, and then they yeah run they're off. there, and then they're not. Yeah, yeah. And his dad comes out because he hears the noise, and he he's got the one of the porn magazines. Yes, up in, in his, his hand. hand, he's holding it. <laughs> that was such a funny detail because you know he was just like in the other room looking through that. Yeah, just room, looking so. through it. And then like that was when so he, funny. But then there's another thing that happens there when he goes back inside. You yeah. see the silhouette of someone who I don't think is the mom, but there's like the shadowy silhouette in one of the windows. And that's almost like yeah. a thing you might not catch if you're watching the film. I saw that too. I, I assumed it was the mom. It might not have been. And I think like it putting was the shades the, down. I think it was the teacher. Okay. That was I really thought it was weird. gonna come back that the parents were infected too. Because eventually I did, but it never shows them. It never shows Shooter McGavin again after that. Yeah. Maybe that was something cut, or maybe like that was just to make you think that now. Because I think it's like right after that, that the next scene at school when Casey's talking to um to uh, Clea Stokely. Duvall's character. Stokely. Yeah, and then they they go to pull off their prospective friends or whatever. Right, but I thought which that is that really was... weird because like up yeah. to this point, I don't think it ever shows Casey or Stokely talking to each other. But then suddenly, just they all know each other and they're off. <laughs> yeah, there's this weird <laughs> montage at the beginning as everyone's like kind of bumping into each other. So... And kind of try to establish that everyone knows each other. Yeah, Casey gets his nose friends. broken and his his nuts slammed into a pole. God, that looks painful. Yeah, but, that's just brutal. But I thought Poor that dude. scene. I thought that scene at the house with the silhouette was trying to, and then the following scene with him saying "What if it's pod people?" was like trying to throw us off and think maybe Casey's already gotten infected. Because oh, yeah, like, there is this idea. Because I mean, as we know, there's a reveal once they all get out of the school that one of the party who's been having this conversation is yep. infected which is one you don't see coming right. at first at all right so it felt like they were trying to set up like the real I, this real idea that like we none of us like any of us could be infected and we don't know like just throw us off as the audience make us think that he had like gotten gotten the parasite or something I should, you know? we should also note there are several at least towards the beginning some very creepy uncomfortable scenes Yes. Involving uh, Robert Patrick, who we did not even mention was in it. It's <laughs> just yeah. T-1000 in the Terminator the T movies. The T-1000. Um, he plays... He's very Robert, good at being creepy, I should note. Another Robert Rodriguez um, project. Who's the guy? Who's the main guy? The dad in From Dust Till Dawn? Can't, bad Lieutenant. Uh, I can't pull his name. I know. Uh, you're, um, I can picture his face. It's the guy from Monk. 
from Monk, right? I know he's the actor from Monk. That's all I can remember about. Not him, sure if he's. I've never seen Monk. Harvey Keitel. Yeah. So okay, Harvey no, Keitel, not the guy from Monk. My bad. Okay. <laughs> That's like Adrian something. Uh, Harvey Keitel is the dad in From Dust Till Dawn, the movie. Robert Patrick is the dad in the TV series, the From Dust Till Dawn TV series adaptation. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that Robert Rodriguez developed for his El Rey network, which is a pretty pretty cool series. Um, yeah, Robert Patrick has some T-1000 style moments early on when he's so, running. He's so nuts as the coach. He runs back to the bench like the Yeah, he runs like T-1000. Just, just flips the bench over because he's mad that the football team isn't footballing hard enough or whatever. It's so fucking crazy. And then he's like, there better be a good reason for this. And that's like your first hint that he's the first one that gets. Yeah. Because you're just right. like, what? And then like, you don't really see anything. But then the next the next part is when they're, it's not when they're, it's the principal, I think, is next. Yeah. Yes. And that's Principals... where it gets a little creepy because he's like, you look very pretty today. And he just like kind of keeps repeating. And then he keeps saying he wants a pencil, right. <laughs> which is just really yeah. creepy. I'm like, where are they going with this? I don't. Well, we find out quickly where they're going for this. Yeah, BB New Earth as Principal Valerie Drake, and then Piper Laurie's character Karen Olson. The other, she's the other teacher at that beginning there. Okay, so she's the one that's yeah. like the first infect. Well, her and the and, and the coach, uh, Robert Patrick, yeah. the coach. Yeah, I just remember him being like, "I need a pencil. Do you have a pencil?" And he just won't let her leave, and she gives yeah. him a pencil, and then he stabs her through the hand with it. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was wild. Yeah, I was like, I thought they were going to go a whole other direction of like, oh, this is bad, which are scenes yeah. that I don't like in movies. But luckily, they didn't go that direction. They just went for the I'm going to stab you in the hand and try to murder you situation. Sure. Yeah, that was a really tense scene with the with him attacking the principal. It was late at night at the school and there was a faculty meeting and everybody else left. But she came back for her keys and he confronts her. And then she's trying to get out of the school, but it's been chained closed. Yeah, it's for been the chained. Night. And you're like, OK, who chained it? Probably yeah. him. Yeah, but then there's a really weird cut during that scene where like it's her fiddling with the keys and he's running mm -hmm. at her and then suddenly she's outside the door. Like, yeah, it that... never shows her actually opening that and then relocking that at the time that he's running at her. Yeah, it's it, kind of it, an awkward cut. It worked out, and she's got that pair of scissors she was trying to defend herself with, and right, Which she drops them. She killing. She her. gets out. <laughs> yeah, she thinks she's safe, and then Piper Laurie stabs her, and then they it's... just. Oh, that's the other creepy scene. Yeah. When she stabs her the way Robert Patrick is just like looking through the window, like his face yeah, is man. on the glass and his eye is just like his one eyeball just kind of looks at him. I was like, oh, yeah. this is freaking weird. The horror the horror parts of this movie are really fucking strong. Yeah. There, okay. There I was trying not to swear. It's all right. And I just and I like just I said, did it. I don't care if I everybody failed. else does it. <laughs> I, put a I dollar. think you already cussed earlier anyway, so it doesn't matter. I put a dollar in the swear jar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, two dollars richer. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost enough for a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> no, it's 50 cents per F-bomb. I don't know. Yeah, close enough. Um, Yeah, man, this movie fucking rules. I just want to talk. There's another one. I just want to talk a little <laughs> bit about the... Because this movie was written by... Well, it was written by David Wetcher and Bruce Kimmel, right? They came up with a story. Right. And they apparently... I read a little, little bit about this earlier. They had a hard time getting this thing to sell. And it wasn't until, I think, the success of Scream... And um, well, I guess specifically the success of Scream that Dimension Miramax bought the script. The Weinstein's, who the less said about them, the better. Yeah, got this project <laughs> off Not the even ground. Get into that. <laughs> um, and then they brought in Kevin Williamson to 
uh, punch up the script, right? So a lot of that, I think a lot of that like meta humor and stuff is coming from Kevin Williamson. He's the guy who wrote Scream. He wrote... Yeah, because there is some of that in I, there. That makes sense now. I know what sure. you did last summer. He wrote and directed Teaching Mrs. Tingle, which he actually turned A lot turned of those down. 90s. Yeah. And is that, uh, Mrs. Dawson's Tingle, Creek. is that the one where they murder the teacher? They take is a that teacher, a different one? They take a teacher hostage to... Okay. Um, to like teach her a lesson. But that's a movie I've only seen once. Uh, Katie was, Holmes is in it. I'm not sure who else is. I swear there was some really weird movie in the 90s where this guy like kills somebody and then tries to assume his identity. I wish I could oh. remember what it was. I think there was like seven of those movies came out in the <laughs> 90s. I almost want to say one of them was Matthew Lillard, but I'm probably wrong. I kind of know what movie you're talking about. Um, oh, my wife just yes. told me. Talented Mr. Ripley. <laughs> the ta- yes, that's exactly it. The talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, that was uh, it. <laughs> The Phantom Wife's voice appears yeah. in the background during the horror show. Nice. So that's why so I love thing... her. She'll call out the stuff I can't remember half the time. <laughs> nice. So the thing about like Kevin Williamson is he wrote Scream, and Scream was kind of like this deconstruction of like slasher movies, right? Right. With all of these kind of meta elements where they're referencing Halloween, and then in the filmmaking they reference Halloween, and like the like it's. You know, it was a great slasher movie, but it was also kind of not a parody, but it like, kind it of was, was a parody, though, in a way. But it, really. more or less, yeah, sort yeah. of a parody of slasher movies because they're like, we're going to, you know, we're going to follow the rules set forth. This movie is that is the alien invasion version of that. Yeah, right? it's they're, like the parody kind of parody version of Invasion yeah. of the Body Snatchers, which is the key that they keep referencing in that as well. Right. And and um, Elijah Wood, as Casey, his whole speech about um, like what if all of those movies independence day invasion of the body snatchers the robert heinlein novels all you know puppet masters inside our knowledge like what if they're what if the aliens are already here and they're writing those stories to get us to think like that stuff like that is fiction and will never happen to keep us off so it's kind of like last starfighter right also like yeah it's like an interesting subplot um, idea I thought it was really clever and i never really like other previous viewings of this like i didn't realize how direct they were with the references to those things right like the whole scene in this also where they're they're at zeke's garage and he's making them all yep. take the drug yeah that's uh Which, i was gonna reference this well first before we got to that was uh when elijah yeah. wood or casey finds the first actual right. parasite like out in the football field and kind yeah. of takes it and they bring it back to the classroom and they're like testing things and that's yes. when John Stewart like throws it in the tank and it kind of like that's it when you realize, whoa, this thing is freaking weird. It gets yeah. big, it kind of like morphs a little bit, it bites him. It comes back to life like as soon as it hits water. And so then yeah, we it's nuts because it looks like it's dead. But right. then yeah, you throw it in water and it's just like Rawr! and then we see like the infected faculty like drinking copious amounts of water. Yeah, and yeah, you were already hinted something was weird with yeah. the water because I remember one of the first scenes when they're just seeing all of those water coolers being brought into the faculty yes. room and you're like, what the heck is going on? And then they turn on the like, air like a... that says never turn on. Right. Cause of budget, cause of the budget, right. Yeah. They can't afford to. And then they very specifically like zoom in on the coffee maker, which is empty. Right. Cause which is also water. like, but also because coffee is a diuretic and we learned that Zeke's drug is a diuretic. Yep, so it dries, caffeine dries, dries them out. out. Yeah, man. And then there's a really funny scene where uh, Robert Patrick, I can't remember what the coach's name is, but he's drinking the water. And then the other teacher, the one we mentioned earlier, she grabs yeah. it, but then just splashes it in her face. 
Like that yeah. was kind of a comedic <laughs> scene to me because it was just like right. no rhyme or reason. She just throws it in her face. And just <laughs> yeah. Um, Coach Willis, Robert Patrick's character. There we go, Coach yeah. Willis. We just call him the coach, right? That's yeah. That works for yeah. me. The coach. He's but, probably um, one of my favorite of the horror characters in that movie. He was good. He's he's almost always good. He was yeah, even he, good in like his tiny role in Die Hard Two, where I think he had one line. He was just one of the henchmen in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very yeah. good. I, I like think, you what said, is it? A lot of the John... horror scenes. Sorry, I'm thinking about Die Hard Two now, and John McClane <laughs> has some line where he's like, "Who do you? What do you think I am?" And then like Robert Patrick comes in and he's like, "A sitting duck," and he starts shooting at him. That's funny. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's I mean, that would have been a good movie. line for the shooter McGavin's dad in <laughs> faculty. Yeah. When he runs out yeah, with man. the magazine, get in the house. And he kind of, but it, the way he looks around, I'm like, he's, I almost thought like when he first looked around that he had seen them out there. Right. Or possibly do, they were already infected or something too. Yeah. I, I, I think suppose. infected like it's a zombie plague, but that's like the easiest analogy I can get because they're just kind of taken yeah. over by a parasite. So to me, that's like infected. There is something weird there because like they very easily could have been infected, but it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't have just infected him. That did just That's feel true, like yeah. weird stuff to throw us as the audience off and make us not understand what was going on. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I kept but, thinking there was going to be a scene where like the parents were infected or something. And then that's when they're like, Oh no, they got our parents too. Yeah. It, it shows the cop like the when they're investigating they think they're lying in the school and the principal goes in with the one cop and then he comes back out in case he's just like right. got him and then like you're like okay well he's gonna infect the other cop whenever he gets back to the cop car. so it's almost like if those cops were to say leave this area and the queen died would the cops still go back to normal it uh, kind of poses a question if yeah. anyone got out of the area that they could still spread yeah, I I have a I don't yeah that is I don't know the answer to that. My instinct is just based on any all these sci-fi tropes is that there's got to be ways to create like another queen, right? Yeah, and they didn't like do eventually a sequel, one of those but... will happen. But maybe the idea of this was that it would just like maybe it's kind of like a mesh Wi-Fi system where like they could just start infecting people in the next town that's close enough to them, right? Like as long as they're in close enough proximity to each other. Like they'll keep that connection to the queen essentially. Yeah, because they like treat your, it like a hive mind. Yeah, like your it's, hero. But they don't system. Yeah, they don't give a back out unlike or a back. They don't give right. a backup unlike the xenomorphs from the Alien yes. franchise, which always have a backup in a way to make another. I just wanted to tie the two together because yeah. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun. Yeah. Well, the idea of the of there being a queen that was absolutely something this movie was oh, yeah. referencing Alien with, in my opinion, right? The Alien franchise because crossover it, we didn't know we needed, but we should have got the faculty right? and aliens. That would have been interesting. That would be actually kind of fucking cool. There's another one. Of me swearing. <laughs> um, it's fine. Yeah the the jump to. Elijah would just knowing if we kill the queen, they'll all go back to normal. I guess he's basing that on sci-fi tropes, right? Or right. horror tropes, well, like kill the head zombie, whatever. I feel like he's still basing that on body snatchers. But yeah. then, see, he says that, or well, I've heard, actually, he's confused, and then he asks Stokely, because he's like, this is your wheelhouse. I think she's the one that right. throws out the idea of the queen. Yeah, so they really are blah blah blah. The queen, yeah. So it's more of Stokely that knows this because she's like the science fiction person, right? Yeah, she knew in Puppet Masters it was parasites, and yeah, yeah, I guess that's where she kind of throws it out there. So they just go like full force into this idea that it's fiction tropes, and then they're like 
completely right in the end. Right. Which is where we had the similarities to Scream, where it kind of was the same. Was lucky. Um, Yeah, because if they were wrong, they would just all be right. What I wanted to touch on was when they were at Zeke's garage and he's making them all do the test with the the, drugs. uh, drugs. Uh, That is like a reference to the thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh my god, it's been ages. I need to yeah. go back and watch that and do that again. I think that was a terrifying movie back in the day when I saw it. Yeah, well, they all have to. I I don't remember the test. Kenny's gonna get mad if he ever hears this. Um, because I don't remember. I thought <laughs> well, it was if like it's a, a lock behind the Patreon, he's not gonna hear it. <laughs> I thought it was like a, a a test with fire. I'm not 100 percent sure if that's what it is, but uh, basically, you know, the monster and the thing can look like anybody and impersonate right. anybody. So they're like, it's we can't very trust similar to this. And it's exactly the same thing of how do we know you're not infected? How do you know you're not carrying the parasite, right? So that was a very deliberate reference to that movie, which I thought Although was cool. Although they do miss a key point because those that are infected, the way their mannerisms are and the way they they do change, their personalities aren't exactly the same. So you right. could kind of see the difference. You could, but at but you know that's where we learn that Jordana Brewster's character was a parasite. She was in the group. Yeah, she, she was, was the first one that was like, oh, right. crap, she didn't change at all. But she didn't change at all. So it is interesting. Or maybe yeah. she was freshly changed. Maybe, maybe that's when it's like the final stage or final form or something. Right. Because we have already spoiled that Mary Beth is the queen. Right. So maybe something had happened. Well, I don't think we spoiled that. Well, we we did mention she was naked. In the, yeah, so we yeah. spoiled it. Yeah, we spoiled it. Right so in the maybe, beginning of the show. <laughs> and it was just down to Jordana Brewster. To Delilah, I'll it was yeah, Jordana and her. And I do like the, the way the way they explain how Mary Beth did it when right. she took the test, and it was like she blocked the nostrils and then kind of like poured it out. But it doesn't show that. Liked... But it's kind of cool that the because the queen is going to be right. smarter. Well, I so think what she, I think what she did at that moment was because um, uh, uh, Delilah didn't die. Like, I it looked like she snorted it, but then she didn't die yeah she just revealed herself to have the parasite so i think what happened was she didn't actually snort it at that moment um what am i trying to say mary beth like got a parasite over there because she she could like emit the little like they're small and she could like yeah there's there's, like a bunch of them so she just like got one to get over there and infect her right as she was doing the test to distract everybody else from what was happening yeah so i don't think she was infected she got infected right as she took that test to spare to save so that herself Mary, that actually makes a yeah. lot of sense because i wouldn't like i got the part where she blocks it with the nose and pours it out but i'm like well they're watching her so they would have seen her but in that moment they were distracted by like you said Jordana right. delilah they were distracted by what was going on her and yeah so it was her like right a last in. ditch and that's you know. when uh zeke gets his first of many freaking like serial and, killer type <laughs> murders in this movie his headshots he's got so yeah, many man. i'm like this dude is does not care about just shooting people in the face. Yeah. And that's another th- and that's again like every single one of these characters has something kind of ugly about their personality still with the right. exception of Zeke who it's like everything about his personality is supposed to be ugly, right? He's supposed to be this underachiever, selling yep. drugs, hustling all this kind of stuff. But then like he's got this one good thing about him which is he's actually like smart and got like a mind for chemistry smart, and yeah. stuff. So he's like the reverse, whereas everybody else is, yeah, it's interesting. I guess also, I guess Delilah's just a pretty shitty character overall. Oh, yeah, her character is just crappy. 
there's she's another just one. mean to everybody for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, and then and then like accusing. I guess I didn't fully understand the Clea Duvall thing. Clea Duvall, yeah. a, a great actor who I, that I really she's like her. Supposed to that? Well, they say that she's gay, but she's not actually gay. She actually like stands, right. but she's okay with being gay because she doesn't like people. So it's like an antisocial yeah. thing. That's so what I like, got out of it. It's like she's letting people think that she's gay, so people will leave her alone. Yeah, so they'll leave her alone. But then. Delilah's just bullying the shit out of her for being gay, just being like homophobic as shit. Yeah, so it's, it's like really... she's still not left alone. But the only I mean, one who's messing yeah. with her is Delilah, which is also it's ex- weird. It's extremely 1998. It's just a weird thing that just I don't see how like I don't know. It was just weird, like that yeah. on both sides. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm a fan of the movie, but of course there's gonna be a little bit of nitpicking going on in some of there the, are some yes. of the things. Any I mean, it's that way with it's anything, the 90s, you know. Like any, especially the 90s. <laughs> Right. The 90s There's were a lot wild. of that. The 90s were fucking wild. There's another one. There's another one. <laughs> but that one was warranted because the 90s were fucking wild. Yeah. Um were. So, yeah, so it was a, I didn't fully remember that how that shook out at the end, you know, but then she uh kisses Stan or whatever his name is, the jock. Yeah, Stan, like, oh, okay. the one I was calling Sam. So yeah, so she really was just pretending to be gay, I guess. Yeah, so which we is do weird. They do the drug situation, and then I can't remember if it's before or after that. Is it when they're in the school and the nurse has been infected at this point? So that was that was where Casey sniffed Delilah's hair, which was just extremely awkward. And I was like, and she smiles at him, and I'm like, I don't think anybody would do that. There's no way. (laughs) But yeah, so they're trying to kill her, and that's like the whole cop thing we talked about. But then there's a scene where they're in the school and everybody is lined up outside the nurse's office and that's when they're like right. oh we're being invaded by aliens yeah and, and all the students are being infected in the nurse's office by earrings sorry got nuts flying around <laughs> it's yeah that was kind of cool because you because delilah like when delilah pulls casey into the bathroom to tell him like what's going on after they had escaped from like the whole nurse situation right. you know uh you hear the announcement and the announcement is calling these certain students and her She's one of the names mentioned, like to the nurse's office, right? To the principal's. I office. didn't even pick up on that. And they have a little line later where they're like, they're like, oh, they're they're starting with the most popular and most influential. That students. I do remember. Yeah, the ones because so, they'll be able to draw the other ones right. in. So they were like, you you it looks like you quit football at the just in time stand, right? Because he was like the captain of yeah, the football he team, been one of the first ones, and he quit the team. So Usher Urcher got uh, put in. He became captain and became infected. Yep. That was a nice. I thought that was interesting. That and and then of course the whole explanation of like why are they doing this at a high school in Ohio? And, I like uh, that because why uh, would you go right to the source instead right. of t- going in the back door type of yeah situation? Ka- like and then Casey says slowly. he makes an Independence Day reference. He's like, That's if what you I were invading, invading alien, would you blow up the White House or would you sneak in the back door? Yeah, yeah, I did like that. I was like, they're being like covert about it. It was, but it was also a little weird that. But they're also parasites, so it's like, like, do they really think like that? They're parasites. But they they also could have selected like a coastal city, right? Yeah, that's true. Because they're so reliant on water, you know. But they don't want to get too coastal because then they'll be crossing over with the Lost Boys, and they'll have a whole other situation. Yeah, we yeah we can't have that. That would have been a good man. I freaking love that movie too. That's one I've only seen maybe once or twice. Not I've a long seen Lost time, Boys but... so many times. Yeah. It's probably my. I think it's. I've said numerous times. It's my favorite vampire movie. Nice of all time. 
I remember liking it. I, I got to revisit that. It's a great movie. And then the sequels are kind of just, man. I think my, I still uh, kind of enjoy yeah. them, but they just the only one that stays in all of them is Corey Feldman. Right. Like every sequel. I do love a, a direct to DVD, like late sequel from. Yeah. <laughs> there was like, like three a, of them. I do love like a Starship Troopers three. Right. Or oh, from I do too, actually. To... I liked all of those. But then, um, yeah, the Lost Boys, it was like Lost Boys. Then it was the Thirst, I think. And then the Tribe was like the yeah. third one. And there might have been one more. I don't remember. But yeah. as long as they don't remake it, which My there favorite. was a rumor that they were going to be remaking the faculty. But I don't think that's happened. I don't think that needs to happen. I think they could potentially do a sequel or something, right? And I thought, like, oh, here's what something that was really funny was I saw something pop up. If you type in the faculty two in the Google, it'll actually pop up. There is a movie called The Faculty Two. Yeah. But it was like something in like Nigeria or something. So it obviously has nothing to do with the actual oh, that's movie interesting. that we're talking. Yeah. So I was like, it it's the only one that pops up, but there's no information on IMDB about it. Huh. Which is very interesting. But it is oh, a movie. I, yep, the faculty too, directed by Ugo Ugbor. Trivia. So kinda... It is it is unknown if this movie actually exists. <laughs> oh really? Is that what it yeah. says? It has the oh. directed by and then the actors, but then there's like, yeah, there's no plot, no. I always thought that was funny. Just never been made. Just like the uh, remake that never got made, and someone wanted uh I think Scarlett Johansson or something to be not Scarlett Johansson. What's the girl from the Hunger Games? They want. They thought she should be one of the Delilah in the remake. Why can't Jennifer? Jennifer something. I can't pull the name. Yeah, whatever it was. She. They wanted her to be in the the remake. Whatever her name is, but I, I mean, it's not prevalent to the movie. Jennifer anyway. Lawrence. We yeah, Lawrence. It. There we go. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't really matter, but except for the fact we were talking about a possible remake. I only know 90s actors. I don't know modern yeah. actors. <laughs> I know what you mean. I don't really watch any modern stuff at all. Yeah, so there's another, I think, okay, so the, they decide that the best thing to find the queen is to go to the football game because that's where everybody yeah, will be. Because it's a football town. And let me love, tell you, this football game. <laughs> love Jeez. that scene, dude. It was so... Savage. It was so cheesy. That's when, like, the 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 wall, the the pink floyd cover that yeah. was in the trailers like that's when that kicks in and we're seeing like the football team just like absolutely wrecking house and as they tackle opponents on the other team like spitting uh parasites into yeah, them they're also. Taking over. that was the that was and the other like, thing that i was like oh well if this team goes back to wherever they are that's gonna spread too right but they must be just like one town over or something right yeah they must so, not like, be and then he get, tells the usher to take his head off or something he just clotheslines the guy yeah it's, ruthless <laughs> and there's like pyrotechnics going off yeah it's like crazy it's, pro- scene, it's actually one of my favorite scenes because it's it so it's so over the top yeah it was yeah it, i love that scene too i was like here reminds we fucking me of, go <laughs> what was that there was that what was the nfl blitz back in the day was that game Hell where yeah. you could be very violent and i was like this yeah, is dude. like nfl blitz right now midway classic nfl blitz yep nfl blitz so that yeah they do that but then somehow they end up in the school but i don't remember why they went into school right. instead of I, I think they just, why they're in there. They're just kind of hanging out there. <laughs> they decided that the queen, and we all knew this wasn't true, but they decided the queen must be the principal. Yeah, right? they thought it was the principal. So, and even, even at that point, we were like, it's not the principal. We knew it wasn't, yeah, because right. we saw her get you know infected yeah, by Robert infected. Patrick, by the coach. 
and Piper. That was a scene that yeah. almost went crazy where you're almost like, wait, did we not see her get infected? Yeah. Because they kind of tie her up and she's kind of like, please don't, please don't. Like you're and then Zeke just like shoots her right in the head. Yeah, again, but bam. Pool of blood comes out. And so they're, they're like, trying shit. to trick you there into being like, oh crap, he literally just murdered all of it. She was not yeah. one of the but then she gets up. <laughs> they did they did give Zeke like all the big action pieces, right? Like there's that the fight scene with Jon Stewart was him where and he, he was like, the one fighting him. Where he rips the paper cutter arm off. You that know, was pretty cool. Paper too. Cutters. Yeah. And then that was like an action, yeah. Fingers. Yeah, he gets all the like uh, the action. Well, up until the end, where um he gets kind of knocked out in the fight against the queen, and then it's all up. To I mean, that's Frodo. not really a fight. Let's be honest. Yeah, I don't want to get to that yet because I right. want I got something I want to say about that. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna kind of build up to it because there's because we didn't even get to uh they take out the principal and they're like, did that do it? And then Stan is like, I'm gonna go check. You stay here. Yes, and he just like. But- they're running through the rain. The football game's over, right? Yeah. Well, what's weird is they're all standing in the field. Stan yes. can clearly see them standing in the field of the rain. The coach is yeah. just kind of looking at. The second I saw that, I'd be like, "Okay, turn around." That's we didn't yeah. get her. I don't. Th- I don't think this approaches works. Him and this guy they're all standing. Not... Yeah, they're in this weird formation. I don't think. I don't think we got it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, typical Jock is just coach, coach, and you see all the yeah. little freaking tentacles sticking out of him, and they just whoop, snaps back, and then. Yeah, Sam he, or Stan is now taking over. He comes back, and they've only got like a handful of the scat, right? Which is their only weapon against these. Yeah, things. I think they've only got two or three left at this point. They've only like they gave him one, and then he comes back, and he's like, "No, I lost it. Sorry, I was trying to." Yeah, and then the Zeke says, "Last one," right? Which is something I'm going to call out later because yeah, there's a thing here where something gets stabbed, and there's like three of them, but they well, only yeah. have one. Well, <laughs> well he tries. I, but that we that's that does get explained. We'll talk. Yeah, it about does it. because he goes to his car to look for. I just remembered that he, he just I had some other. He just had some others like loose on the floor. I guess. Yeah, in his car. I but, did like that he didn't like. He said he had some, but he didn't. I don't think he knew for sure. And then like he's just got a couple that like they're just loose. on the floor. Yeah, because he checked his yeah. trunk and he gets angry, and right. then that's when uh the teacher Mom Kiyansen. Yeah, I can't remember the teacher her character's name specifically. Uh, Miss Burke. She was the first key one because she was like the teacher with their glasses, like very timid. And then like there's that. Oh, we did. We didn't even touch on the one scene where she just goes off on him. and just belittles yeah. him because he's like he's in her class and we see him sort of being real cocky to her. And she's like real sheepish. And he's like and he's clearly very embarrassing sexual her. harassment towards her quite and a few times. Let's be honest. And he definitely harasses her. And then like, yeah, in that. Because the because even sure before he's... that he's like, what about some of these? They're cherry flavored, right? In in the parking lot where she's like, because he's not supposed to be selling shit on yeah, and it's, school so property. I was like, that's straight up sexual harassment. And he's like, condoms, cherry flavored, magnums, or whatever he yeah, says. And she's just like, and she just gets all flustered. And she just kind of walks off, and then she, she gets parasited, and then she's like, you little boy. You yeah, and she just like berates him. She calls she's... him a bastard at some point. And she's dressing like parents aren't in the picture. She's dressed she's... a little more. She doesn't have the glasses anymore. Glasses are off. Red like, I don't know, tank top or something like. They were making like... her look very sensual. They were for yeah. sure. <laughs> they knew what and, they were doing. And then she's just like tearing him down. That was the most any of the characters really changed when they got the parasite. Was right. Well, the like... first. The coach the first, got a little chiller. Their yeah, emotions. And the changed. other teacher, the other teacher, she loses her glasses and wears right. makeup. 
Yeah. Because I remember yeah. that. And then when she comes into the office, he says, Miss blah, 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 you look very yeah. pretty today. And then it kind of smiles. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, so Ms. she kind of changed up too. Miss Olsen gets hot after she gets. <laughs> she definitely yeah. doesn't, but she tries to. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's funny. Um, it is funny. And then. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So then. Yeah, he's going Casey out. Casey and Zeke go together. Right. I mean, and that's then, a kind of a key point here because they get separated. Well, because he was like, like does, does it need both of us to get to your yeah. car? And he's like, no, one of us has to be the bait, <laughs> which is obviously right. Casey. And then I did he get shoved out from under the bus or did he like agree to be the bait? I think he agreed because the next scene is just okay. him out from under the he might have got shoved. I don't know. It doesn't show him I, actually get shoved. I couldn't read it, but it did as feel much like, as he falls in this film, I wouldn't be surprised if he got shoved. Out. It did feel like that would be some like something that Zeke would do would be like uh because he's I think Zeke is mostly looking out for himself in all of this. Yeah, he's like the bad boy basically. Yeah. And he's yeah. kind of just trying to survive. But yeah, so he gets shoved out in front of him. The football team's chasing him. He goes into a bus. They somehow don't, even though they're looking right at him going the bus, don't notice him going the bus. Yeah, I don't know. Until but Jordana Brewster shows up. They do all seem to have this weird, like, symbiotic connection. So maybe they knew that Jordana That Brewster, she was already on the bus. Like, and then, because then they surround it and they start pouring in. I don't Which know. is also kind of funny because he just goes up through the top, but then they're just like, Rah! and I'm like, nobody climbs through the top. Well, but they're they come around the other side of the bus. They're, the they're aquatic. The they're aquatic based space creatures. Maybe they don't have the, con the understand the concept of climbing. Yeah, it's like very strange to me because the well, parasites, it doesn't really, but they're still talking. The, like they're still a main, maintain an aspect of the human brain as well. Yeah, it's weird. It reminded me of. It's just I know I mentioned it earlier, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Um, it reminded me of like vampires, like your angel or your spike or whatever vampires in that that are kind of they still end up remaining like they have some of their humanity, like the idea. Yeah, that's like, kind of they, they were they have your memories, they remember your life, but they are not actually the person anymore. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, and it seemed like things. that was mostly with the faculty and the key characters, whereas like the right. main like football player teams or whatever were just kind of like just there. Yeah. And like the other sure. students, but like the main characters, like Stan, whenever he runs and he's like being all nice and he's like, I want you Stokely. And then he's just like, open the F door. <laughs> he goes yeah. all crazy too. Starts <laughs> banging yeah, on man. the door. I'm like he's like trying to he's trying to ploy to the or play to the fact that she had a crush on him or whatever. Yeah, and he's telling her like it feels so good. There's no pain or anger, but clearly there is, right? Like, yeah, because immediately after yeah. you're like, yeah, there's definitely anger. Yeah, and there's clearly know. pain too because when they took him out on that football field, there was definitely pain. Yeah, because when the one went into the the one guy that got taken down when it went into his ear, it looked like he was in pain at first. Yes, I mean you have definitely... a parasitic alien. That, Organism stuff's, going into your ear. That's gonna stuff's hurt. not supposed to. The stuff that large isn't supposed to go in there. Yeah, right? they don't even want you sticking Q-tips in your ear. No, they don't. But, you hit that eardrum, and then that really hurts. So yeah, yeah. this thing's going in your your ear. So so while all this is happening, there's that great scene when Zeke does get to his car and and Bomkey. Yep, Beyonce, she shows and like, up, and he just in like he takes off in his GTO, and she like has climbed through the window. Yeah, well he, there. He has another of those like perverted, like flirty kind of conversations with her, even right. though he knows. He knows. And then he's, he's like, I have cool. something that you'll like or something. And she was like, 
is it a taste or she says something like is it a taste or right. is it something tasty and you're like okay now she's like giving into the now she's and then he just jumps back. in the car and like travels and she just jumps through the window like you said right. and he crashes the car this scene is really awkwardly funny <laughs> he like he like buckled his seatbelt right yeah and he crashes the car into the bus and then uh she goes through the windshield and we see gets beheaded her, her head just her severed head with like tentacle octopus, octopus tentacles, tentacles crawling on the ground and we see her body like searching for her head it is and the weirdest <laughs> it is and there was something like so their plan now is like they're gonna kill the queen that's they killed the principal thinking it was the right queen. principal wasn't but they and just the wanted... thing there could have made you think that she was a queen but we obviously knew that she had been infected too right and it has but to they be just... someone you haven't seen get infected yeah, that's interesting because, yeah, he doesn't know that she's not. But I guess maybe he critical thinking skills. He would have known she didn't change until after evidence had shown that this was happening. I don't know. Right. But he doesn't kill her because he does, like, care about her. Like, there was, like, at the very Basically, end. Basically, he's got the hots weird. for her, let's be honest. He, but also, it does seem like she's kind of got the hots for him. He yeah, is... it's kind of a weird teacher-student angle going on. <laughs> right. But the defense, quote-unquote, not a real defense, let's be clear, but, like, the defense is he's repeating his senior year. That's so true. So he is technically... He's at least, he's, like, 18 or 19 for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's done it a couple times because he repeats it to yeah. sell the drugs. Right. But that is not an excuse. That doesn't make it okay. Definitely right? not. <laughs> but, um... But also it's very interesting 90s. That he doesn't kill... All the time. Yeah. It's interesting that he doesn't kill her because he has the gun and he wants to. And then he's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. And he just runs off. Yeah. Right? And she didn't just attack him yeah. right away either. She like had a whole conversation with him first, too, instead of yeah. just because she could have just snuck attack him, like knocked right. him out from when he was like looking through the trunk. And then but he she knows could've. she's there because he's like, hello, Mrs. Right. Blah, blah, blah. But but she's not behind him. She's, she came up from the wrong side. She's on the other side of the car. Like she should have just she absolutely. Yeah, if she was behind, behind him. She could have just yeah. taken him out. But it is a movie, I guess. I mean, right? It's fine. It doesn't matter because we wouldn't have got that crazy beheading octopus head scene. It was so funny. <laughs> so, and You're like, what the heck is this? The and honestly, like the CGI on that wasn't terrible. It wasn't very no. good, but it certainly could have been a lot worse than it was. It was that was the beginning of the falling apart of the movie for me. Was when they started adding more of that CGI. All the monster though. stuff. Yeah, yeah, the monster stuff. I mean, I still enjoyed it, but that was when yeah. it started just getting and like when they finally find out Mary Beth is the queen and she turns into this huge giant, right? Whatever the heck it's supposed to be. Yeah, her character was so interesting because she was like the new kid in school, right? And yep. She's, she's fish out of water, literally, because she's a aquatic alien monster, right? So she's literally right. the the fish out of water in the I movie. didn't even pick up. Yeah, that makes sense. And I really liked the character. And yeah, the twist is she's the queen. Yeah, she's the queen, right? which we already spoiled at the beginning of the episode. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, so I watched this movie, you know, not too long after it came out, uh, uh, once it probably hit like the cable channels or something, right? I watched this movie and I, I'd seen it a couple of times over the years. And then maybe two years ago, maybe three years ago, I watched it again and, and totally forgot the twist. Like I hadn't right. remembered that that was the twist. Um, not gonna it's lie, a I very watched, good twist, like especially is. if you're seeing it for the first time because you don't see it coming yeah. at all. And it and I experienced it twice because when I rewatched the movie you know, a couple of years ago, I had forgotten the twist. Right. So it worked again. Yeah, and that's then, pretty cool. 
And then I want to say, I mean, we, you and I talked about doing this uh, quite a few months ago at this point. It was last year. It was a, it was last year. It was year. a joke. Here's the funny thing. It was a joke yeah. that we were going to do an infinite journeys bonus episode on the faculty. Right. And now I've started, since I've started these other shows, I was like, now we can actually do the episode for real. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> so back when we were talking about it, I watched the movie again. I had, I had forgotten the fucking twist. I don't know what it is. Like, I'm never going to forget it from now on. But like, it's, it's right. gotten me like three separate times. I'm like, oh, it's fucking Mary Beth. That's I pretty think cool they just that do... it gets you, though. I think they, they do a really good job of concealing it. Once you know it, it's obvious, right? Right. But yeah, and that was what have... happened with my wife when she was like, oh, I think I have seen this before. And then she was like, the queen is blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nope. And then she was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nope. And she was like, oh, it's Mary. <laughs> like she figured yeah. it out. So yeah, like she it, had seen it, but it does get you if you don't remember it. It does. It does work. It works works really well so i hope people listening to this have seen the movie because we spoiled it although maybe it's so good that they'll listen to this and then they'll watch the movie and be like holy shit i didn't see that coming right i right. mean the movie came out in 1998 so honestly i don't care about <laughs> movies that people, old but people listening to recaps like this they're expecting spoilers but yeah I if it's like something loved... like dead island 2 i'm not going to spoil the story of the game but right, like the sure. faculty i'm not worried about <laughs> Yeah, but I loved uh, the Mary Beth character. She was like my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, she was kind of a is, cool character. Which is not something you expect for the monster, like to be revealed right. as the monster, right? Um, I just think it was really smartly written. So when yeah, she's having... It was also smartly written how Stokely got infected by her because you don't actually see her get infected. You see it open its mouth like it's going to attack her. But then yeah. Casey... Well, they're in a pool at this point, we should say. Right. She yes. goes in a pool because they're running away from her. Because she had turned into the thing and she's like in the pool and Stokely gets grabbed by a tentacle and just face smashed in the floor, knocked out. Yeah, dude. But Casey pulls Stokely out of the pool. So you don't actually see any part of Stokely actually getting beaten, well, bitten, like, <laughs> not beaten, get, get infected. <laughs> yeah, you don't see her get infected. No, that pool scene was great. We spoke about the the nudity part of it. It's a great set piece. The, mon the one thing I loved is when she first reveals herself to be the monster, she's not that big, right? Right. But then when she gets into the she gets pool, huge when she's she in the starts because they're a water-based creature. And we've seen that with the little parasites that once they yep, get wet, they changes. change and they grow. I thought that was a really nice detail. Like as soon as they run into the pool area trying to get out of her, I'm like, that's right. a mistake, guys. Bad idea. And he real uh, Casey yeah. realizes it too, because he's like, Oh, blank. <laughs> Yeah, and then and that's another scene where he like slides on the floor. He's falling a lot in this movie, I should say. In every scene where there's he's a chase, just, he falls. He's bumbling around like crazy. Because even when he's but, running with Delilah earlier in the movie, he falls. He's, he's like, like Delilah, wait! Right, and I'm like, why is she escaping. gonna wait, dude? She's trying to get out of there. Yeah, when they're escaping the teachers, yeah, man. Yeah, the teachers. But that, and then that whole pool scene was great, and we see the monster like huge, and then we see it like shrink. Yeah, we see the silhouette. Of it shrinking back into her as she's again. swimming as she's swimming back to the to the edge. Very cool effect. One thing I need to comment: I spent most of my youth on swim teams, right? Uh, for an aquatic creature, Laura Harris, her kick is wild. She's not a very good swimmer. <laughs> she's weird. A, <laughs> a weird critique, but I was like, oh, that is really bad technique like that's funny it probably you know. wasn't her either it probably was like a stunt double or something that was yeah, actually it, new, not actually the actress herself it could have been but like a, but like it was yeah i was like a little like oh boy guys like you couldn't <laughs> have gotten a 
a professional swimmer for this shot. Like the scene that got me there, and this is going to go back towards the end because we're getting towards the end here anyway. Yes. Um, when they throw Stokely in the cage, and then, uh, like we said, Ezekiel gets kind of thrown across the entire locker room and kind of knocked out. Yeah. Basically. And at this point, Casey has the drugs and he's running from her. And the way he uh, kind of tricks the queen, because she just, this is the part I don't get. And this is why I wanted to touch on it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I get it, but f- for the movie, <laughs> I right. get it. But so he kind of goes behind the bleachers and then yes. hits the button while she's following him. And that's kind of how it crushes her. Yeah. But a thing to me is she can go from that form to human form at any time she wants. She could have just turned into human form and jumped out. Yeah, she could. I mean, unless she was like damaged or something like from those things compressing or maybe maybe the fear maybe and we're just trying to reason with this. I mean, I know I just I I felt like I needed to call it out because I was like it already showed her going back to human form multiple times. But if those things are still trying to compress, if she like then like shrinks back into human form. Maybe she's thinking she's definitely going to get squished. Yeah, right? maybe. Maybe well, staying big is the only thing keeping keeping her from getting smooshed. Which wasn't because she got smooshed anyway, right. and then he just jams the thing into her and into her the eyeballs. Drug in the last right into her eye. But that was the thing I thought was funny because I was like, you could clearly see him crawling through and jumping out. Or the other yeah. way she could have outsmarted him realistically would have just been not follow him in there to begin with and just go around the other side. Right. Why is like like that's <laughs> there's honestly something to that. Like there's only a little bit of this drug left. And I understand she's concerned about it, but she didn't have to chase it. Like exactly. at, this, at this point, it's the entire town. Yeah, everybody's everybody. Everybody. The only ones left are Zeke, which she could have infected. Right. Zeke, we don't, we don't know, know but he, she could have infected him while he was knocked out. Yeah. She could so have taken ev- that opportunity. Yeah, and probably did, honestly. Yeah, most likely. And then it's and then so it's just Casey left. And why even care? Like she she's got the whole town. Eventually yeah, he's not going get, anywhere without getting eventually she'll get Casey. Maybe the fe- I mean, even the fear of like, well, he kind of knows what's in the drug, so he can make more of this. It's like, yeah, but it's still just one person, like yeah. Strategically, he's not gonna make that much would've... of the drug. Probably would have made sense to just ignore him and just be like, eh, I got everybody else. This will yeah, this will clean itself up, right? And because even if it was a situation of like, well, he knows I'm the queen. Yeah, but who's gonna believe that story? Nobody. Right. <laughs> Let's be honest. Nobody's gonna and believe that story. There's gotta be if this monster could disguise itself as this Mary Beth character, right? I guess it's infected. It must have like Mary. Beth I'm Louise assuming Hutchinson the queen infected her when she came to town. Must or something. have been she a real person. So why couldn't the queen then find a different body? Yeah, just find a different host that uh, Casey wouldn't know to look for, right? And just sort of stay just among that the masses. And that could have been like a body set snatcher situation. Maybe that's why they didn't go that route because I think they could just look like anybody. So they could just jump from body to body, yeah. probably. Probably. I mean that. Yeah, that was just my thing. Was like, I like the movie. I know why they did it because they want to kill. They want to kill the creature off yeah. so that it ends with a happy ending and stuff. So, like, I get it, but I was like, there are other ways. This creature could have just went around the other side, or just been like, whatever. He's the last one left. Don't yeah. care what you said. <laughs> there are multiple things that it could have done to outsmart him. Yeah, but here we are. It doesn't. It, yeah. I I'm happy enough with. I mean, it was a cool how the bleachers just crush it. Right. It was kind also of- my issue with that more specifically is there. There's talking about the budgets. Right, they can't. The football team's gonna get whatever it wants, but the faculty lounge can't have air. Yeah, conditioning. nobody gets it except for the football. No team. field trips, no this and that. I guess it makes sense then that they spent the money on. Well, that's the bleachers. That's not even. That's inside the like. Yeah, the it's like the baseball. Gym. The ba- yeah, basketball. 
Yeah. That's so, not even the football team. Like that to do automated, like my school had those bleachers that fold back, but you had to. Like, I don't even think mine to, like, did. And I was I'm like, pretty, pretty sure nice school. I'm pretty sure they manually had to pull them out, though. Yeah. Like they like the different levels. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember seeing there ever. I don't even remember seeing bleachers. And this was 1998, so I definitely don't remember seeing yeah. bleachers that just closed like that in 1998. I think but... this maybe. I guess maybe in during basketball season, the basketball team gets whatever they want too. Maybe it's just whatever the sports yeah, programs maybe they just are. Didn't... Yeah, but well, she yeah. the principal earlier on when they're saying that it was like this is a football town, so very specifically, right. of course, I'm going to give the football team whatever they want. This is the football town. Yeah, so the nice, yeah. nice uh, drop because then we see why the football game like the whole town's we see everybody at the football yeah game, everybody so is there getting, for the and everyone's getting infected yep and then we're back full circle we've come back to the beginning of the podcast which was the ending of the movie and now we've actually sure. made it to the real ending of the film. yeah so we, we do get to see the aftermath of all of this right things yeah everybody like, goes back um, to normal it worked Killing weird the worked weird aftermath yeah everything's uh, shaking up right uh, Zeke is now on the football team, and uh, Famke Jansen's character is like flirting with him in the bleachers. <laughs> I I like to think that she's no longer teaching at the school. Yeah, well, <laughs> she's back to normal with the glasses, and she's just right. kind of doing. And you're like, okay, there's like a weird relationship still going on with them too. Yeah, because he's very clearly like, like she's there to watch him. It's yeah, it's, it's so obvious. So you're like, okay, well, she's not alien yeah. anymore, but there's clearly something going on there. <laughs> Yes, and and Stan is still off to the football team. Yeah, right. And he's with Stokely now, and he's dating Stokely, the outcast. Right. Casey is with Delilah, which just makes this still makes no sense to me. But it made a little like I guess it was was a very Breakfast Club ending. Yeah, it totally was. But she must have just like gotten a wake up call through all of this stuff and like dropped her weird judgmental bullshit. Right. And they did they did have a relationship like a working relationship with each other because they were both on the newspaper staff that's, right? yeah i forgot about that that's what it was they were the newspaper she was, staff. she's yeah. like the the editor-in-chief or whatever i don't know if that's a title that you can have in high school but i don't know but that's what she calls that. herself <laughs> and he's the photographer so like they clearly had a really like a working relationship and i don't know she just yeah as it sees him in a different way now because he saved their lives and stuff yeah and, and i guess even before, even before, whenever he was doing the weird stuff, she seemed to have been like, "This guy's kind of brave. He's sniffing my hair, but I kind of like that weird kind of thing." I don't know why yeah. I keep going back to that. It is but... the, well because it's fucking weird. It is weird. <laughs> it's extremely weird. And it is like a, and it's like this is the kid that we're supposed to root for, and he's doing this, and this is weird. While Just they're cause... trying, while someone is like practically being murdered in front of them, he's doing this. Yeah, it doesn't feel consensual. It's just, I mean, she appreciates his boldness, I suppose, but it's still weird. Like, it only works because he's like a little wiener kid, right? Yeah, that's why it works, because it's like, oh, he's brave. He's doing it. Just like the when he makes that comment yeah. or whatever, he's like, you can be pretty cool. And then he's like, this except not being one of those you're moments. Being, except when you're being a raging bitch. Great A, yeah. And then he says, this not being one of them, and it makes her laugh. Right. So they're kind of got a little bit of flirting there. Yeah. But yeah, that was just that was probably the weirdest scene to me. Yeah. The... I, it makes me wonder if the idea of like the ending was like everything's back to normal or is it because all of these people. Yeah, have... I was 
I wanted to change. And I remember I was like, I want to know. It would have been cool had they like wanted to go farther with it or had a sequel if they would have snuck in some kind of way that there was like another queen somewhere else in another town. Yeah. They could have done that. Because at this time, like most horror movies, there was some hinting that it wasn't really over. This was one of the first ones I've ever seen where like it really was over. (laughs) Like it just ended like that. Yes. With a happy ending, and you're like kind of expecting there to be some kind of strange twist. What would yeah. have been really cool would have been if Casey in the end became like the queen, and nobody. Knew oh, her. that would have been cool. I just checked to make sure there wasn't like a weird post credit scene I missed or something. Right, and there's not. But during the uh, pictures, there's cast pictures at the end. It shows John Stewart's character. And he's got an eye patch and he's got uh, bandages over where his fingers got cut off. So even he, oh, interesting. I, yeah. even he, I guess, came back to life. So he, maybe even the principal, like the people who were killed, came back to life somehow. No, not, because I'm, they're doing they're doing a news article on the disappearance. Oh, but they say uh, the, the dis- disappearance right. of several faculty members. So maybe that was just like a little. Easter but he wasn't killed. It's about him. He was never killed or he attacked got stabbed- by any of them. John Stewart. Yeah, he was. Yeah, no, he John gets, Stewart. Yeah, I'm. Ta- I thought you were talking about T1000. Oh he was no. Never, yeah, he no, was. He never, went back uh, to normal, and he's continuing coaching. Yeah, John Stewart got stabbed in the eyeball with the. The other thing this is mentioning, which uh, I totally noticed and meant to bring up, is when uh, Famke Janssen's characters in the stands. Right. She has a scarf around her neck. Yeah, from where her so head got cut off. Yeah, so like. I, I did notice have, that she must have like a scar or something from that happening to her, but it got put back together and then she got it. That's that's it really is, weird to think about. It's also weird because it's like, do they remember when they were infected? Yeah, because with the scarf and the and the way she's acting is almost like she remembers it because that was the side of her that was like, oh, I like this. Kid. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can't. I think either way, whether they remember it or they don't. There's no way after just a few months, life has gone back to normal for these people. No. Like they're going to be carrying like weird trauma and baggage, and like for sure, they've lost like several days of their lives. And Elijah Wood remembers all of it, right? Because he's yep. the only one who didn't get infected yeah, or knocked out infected. for sure. But I, I loved how T1000 uh, went back to his crazy rage induced. <laughs> just went <laughs> right back to being right the back same, into it. The same guy, yeah. But the I can't imagine coach. But I can't imagine everyone is just like cool, like like Fomke's character coming, snapping out of it, feeling like this seam on her neck where her head came off. And she's yeah, I mean, like, where what the, the heck happened here? It's got to hurt, right? She's probably oh, yeah, got for pain sure. from that. Like, I don't know how you recover from a body snatching episode. I don't know. Yeah, and I guess the other, the other Mrs. Olsen never showed her die. So she must have been a faculty member that, but it doesn't show her in the end. Yeah, I guess we don't really see her. Yeah, the only ones we actually see are John Stewart and the principal, and obviously the, the girl that's like the queen or whatever. Right. But yeah, but Jordana, Jordana Brewster dies and comes back. So it's a very confusing situation that some of them die and come back. But it's interesting she... how they just say they're missing. Well, did she? Did she die? Yeah, he shot her in the head. Remember. No wait, He's I don't. The think first she... one that Zeke shoots, but she she runs out and gets in the the student driver car and drives away. Oh yeah, so he doesn't so... shoot her. Then I thought he shot her for some reason. He, he definitely shoots at her. Shoots at her, but he doesn't actually and, hit her. And she smashes up all the chemistry stuff, and she runs. That's out of right. There. Yep. 
Yeah. I'm glad you remembered that because for some reason right. I thought like he just flat out shot her and killed her. But you're right, she didn't actually die. We gotta talk about that too when he's do- when Zeke is doing the test on the little parasite and he yeah. like, gives it to the mouse. To the mouse to that the rat kind of and up. then kills just the rat and, and dissects it. Neck. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was my least favorite scene. I, I had a hard time watching that. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know why, but I did. I well, was like, oh, I'm an animal lover, is... even though mice and rats are kind of creepy. I still love all animals, so it's yeah, kind I... of a kind of messed up scene. <laughs> yeah, it was a little messed up, a little messed up scene. I mean, like I get it, the fate of the world at the at stake, right? But I was just like, man, you had to hear him, you know. Ugh. Yeah, you have to, and I'm like, it doesn't. He didn't have to. In fact, you already know what to do it, what it does at this point. So why were they? Why was he like, I'm going to test it on this? I just, I'm just to confirm, I suppose, right? Yeah, and then the, I thought and then he was they were able test to the drug on it, but he doesn't. He just does that you know, and kills the mouse, and then it's like time for us to take this drug. But that's how he puts it together because he's like, the parasites need something wet to survive. They dry out the body. That's why they're drinking all that water. Yeah, but that was already and, seen from John Stewart. Yeah, but. He, but he doesn't know. know how it happened. He just knows he's that he stabbed him in the eye and he foamed out. Yeah, and then he, and then he's like, the drug's a diuretic, so it dries out the body yeah, very out. fucking quickly. Apparently, like extremely quickly. Yeah, like I don't know. Like actors need to lose a little weight before like a shirtless scene in an action movie. They just need to be doing a little bit of scat. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of scat. Right. <laughs> I drop still all can't that, get over that term. Drop all that water weight right before shooting. <laughs> <laughs> just do a little bit of, oh my goodness yeah, i can't just, believe it i still can't get over the fact that they went with scat for the turbo snorting entire pens full of this stuff too like. yeah just straight up we glossed over that too and it's like their first time getting high and they all just start suddenly laughing and it's like now because i was seeing this pills. because i was seeing this for the second time yeah I already knew that Mary Beth was the queen or whatever, but she kind of, right. she's not doing that. But then when they go outside, she kind of comes out and like laughing, a little bit trying of... to be like them because she saw yeah. how they were acting. And right. I thought it was a clever touch. She was, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm crushing on her pretty hard, even knowing she's the alien queen. I think if she came to me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm in, let's do it. Yeah. I'll be one of your... <laughs> I mean, she did a good like... job. She's like, all yeah. you ever wanted to do was fit in, not be bullied, blah, 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 blah. It's like painless. Yeah. Why don't we just do it to get like she has a way of like toying with everything that they want and making it seem like that could just happen. Yes. She just yeah. And most people that would have worked on for sure. It's a really well written and well acted character. Yeah, I think. I did think there was another scene before we end out the show here at the yeah. very end when Casey is with uh, Delilah now and then you see the other student. Mm-hmm. Getting his nuts rammed into the pole, which is what oh, happened. Yeah, yeah. They, they had That's to right. like throw that. That it's another kid that it's happening to now. Yes. Uh, speaking of just generally, the rest of this, like this, is the most hostile school I've ever seen in a movie. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, it, is. it was like so over the top. There's even that couple that was like constantly fighting in the background. Oh yes, I forgot about the really funny scene where he's sitting on the picnic table and she's like cussing at him and slapping him yeah. in the face and calling him names. He's just not doing anything. Right. Cause I, I think... noticed something in that scene earlier yeah. on when that guy was infected and she's like saying and she's yelling at him. I noticed yeah. they had to cut because that guy started laughing. Yeah, he looked like he was about to break. Yeah, yeah he, was... he was about to break. And they but to I think they were. Quick. Yeah, they're because we see them arguing and then we see them arguing again, or she's just like yelling at him and like slapping him and stuff. Yeah, and she walks off, and then we see them again, and they're just like totally like as the when they're both the core infected. group, 
was leaving and they were like noticing all the people and how weird everyone's behavior is and suddenly this couple's not fighting anymore they're just yeah, like they're totally just, like, in smiling love smiling at each other yeah it was just like a weird tip off of like oh man like that's how we know oh this is everywhere at this point yeah so yeah. But I forgot. I'm glad that you touched on that because I forgot to touch on that the scene where she and she, whenever he like leans off the side, it's like then you're like, oh, they cut away because this dude started laughing. She, yeah, she slapped the crap out of that dude's face. She did, man. It was almost like they were like, oh, he's laughing. Slap him. They get him to snap back in the character because she yes. laid into that slap. Which is pretty I got, funny. I got one last bit of uh I guess trivia about this thing. Apparently, all of the wardrobe for this movie was provided by Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, really? I would have never This that is a notable '90s kind of fashion style. It was, and like you could see it the most with Stan. He's wearing that blue polo with like the the Hilfiger flag, like right under the button collar. Right. But I've heard this discussed on like other shows and stuff. Things about the faculty. I've read it in articles that like they yeah they like sign some deal like this was like a marketing thing and, and i think that there was also like a tommy hilfiger ad campaign based around the faculty just there a, probably just a was, really yeah. weird 90s thing that i never that wasn't my style back then you know yeah and just but i hear it talked about all the time i just don't want you getting like the patreon comment like hey you didn't talk about the hilfiger you know yeah well unless it's javier you don't have to worry about that because he's the only <laughs> patreon member right now okay but yeah well, there will be more eventually so. i'm not that worried about it javier joined and i was like i'm gonna make sure i get all the content in the world for javier so nice shout there's, out to javier there's javier from nerd talk plus's shout out of the episode but something else i wanted to touch on before we end off that i remember is they do keep referencing casey the news team and uh delilah yeah. towards the end references him as the hero right which is very strange because nobody know is supposed to have known about the whole alien thing so it's like what makes him a hero at this point he I think it's I think the idea is like there's probably some like tabloids and stuff reporting his version of the story, but then like right. national outlets trying to kind of cover it up and being like, there's no evidence that any of that stuff is true. Yeah, because like it just a, seemed like I was like, they're calling him a hero, but it's, yeah, it doesn't it's like a hero of what? Because if it was just faculty disappearing, they don't really. Right. But I could see anything. I could see it being a real controversial um, like like a sensational story like that's what he's claiming has happened right and, that and makes them, sense and other places being like no there's no way we don't believe you or we want to because most places would not believe you right or I mean, but maybe but maybe that's the aliens again trying to suppress the story man that's you know? true that would tie back into what he said what if they're making all the movies to throw us right. off they don't want us to believe that this could actually happen so they're going to try to you know they're trying to bury this yeah just it kind of I just found it interpretation. It is. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's the hero. And I'm like, dude, there was nothing about this dude was a hero. He ran away the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But well, he, he pulled it off. In I the mean, end. he pulled it off in the end by luck. I mean, he did <laughs> out smarter, but I, that ties into it also because he clearly waits for her to come out and look at him before he hits the button. So she sees him hit the button, which was another thing right. that tied into like, she could have just been like, oh, he's being weird. I'm not going to go back here. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just like to nitpick the little things like that where I'm like, it could have been done this way where the alien wins, which right. is how the whole thing with the body snatchers is that the whole gimmick is that they win, the humans lose. And I like that line that she says. She's like, give up already. You already know how this ends. We win. It's done. It's over. Yeah. I yeah, thought man. that was a cool line. It's a good, it's a good movie. I love yeah, this overall, movie. Overall, a great movie. What would yeah. you rate it? Ah, man. So the... uh. I would go on like a scale of 10. 
Yeah, let's say 10. All right. I got to say, it's not as good as Alien. It's not as good as Evil Dead 2. It's not as good as Jaws. I'm going <laughs> to give this like, this is like, a. am going to put this in the same range I would put like, I know what you did last summer and uh, several right. of the, the Scream entries, other things from that era. This is in like the 7 out of 10 range. That's why, uh, yeah, I was yeah. at a, like a 7.5. Yeah. I go a little bit higher just because of some of the good horror elements right. in it. A lot of the movies I like, a lot of the movies I love, just like objectively are going to land in that seven, seven, like six and a half right. to seven and a half range. That's just where I live. So I give a movie a seven. Like that's, it's a good fucking, it's a good time. That's really like, funny too, because yeah. we were talking about Dead Island 2 earlier and the reviews are all giving that about a seven. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's right in my alley. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a lot of fun stuff right. lives in that range right yeah there's nothing wrong like, with a seven rating at all that's still classified yeah. as a good game just not a great game yeah because there's it's, other zombie games like even dying light 2 or whatever that does it a little bit better right. with more of a story and stuff to it but or like dead rising real. i feel like everyone got worn out by dead rising pretty quickly didn't they yeah i think so i yeah. never even finished that game i mean the whole thing about that game was like the different mods you won't you, like i said you can mod the weapons of dead island 2 but you're not getting a dead rising level of like Right. like a lawnmower with like a weird like i don't remember yeah. that was just modding pretty much everything together that's what i remember out of it that's like uh have you have you seen the movie dead alive peter jackson's dead alive no it's a is one of his films he made in new zealand and it's um is one of his earliest films it's a zombie film and the dude in that straps a lawnmower to his chest to like mow through a that's crowd funny. of you talking about like a splat, like, like a like a gory zombie splatter movie? Dead Alive is, I think that was like one of those. I mean, certainly it was banned in like Europe, like a video nasty. I don't, I don't think it got a wide release here until yeah. like when it came out. That is a gruesome zombie movie. And yeah, that, you're not you're not getting yeah. stuff like that, but you're getting like baseball bat with some kind of thing on it that makes it like heavier and have like more of a hit or like i said sure. like wolverine claws will get like a taser or something so that they're doing electrical nice there's ways of doing things right and then you'll get like throwables which they call curveballs which is kind of funny but that could be like <laughs> a pipe bomb or a molotov or a a jar with that's meat fun. in it to bait them into certain oh, areas so you just that's throw interesting because you can lead them into traps. You can use your environment to traps. So, like, there'll okay. be some areas where, like, wires are exposed in water, and then, obviously, that'll be electrified. And the zombies are, like, night the living dead level, where they're just, most of they're them are shambling. They will just walk yeah. right into it every time. You'll just be like, oh, they're going to come at me, so I'll just stand here, and it'll just walk right into it half the time. Nice. And then you'll have, like, oxygen tanks and certain things you can blow up. and Or, like, the gas cans, you can pour them, and then blow oh, up something, cool. and then it'll catch on fire, and, like, so I had I had one part where I just kind of led the trail from yeah. like a gas tank and I used the gas, the kerosene, whatever, poured it all the way up to the group of zombies that were feasting and they just blew it up. So the whole trail just lit on fire and they <laughs> all caught on fire. And I was like, this is freaking awesome. That's pretty fun. I like that. And then you get crazy martial arts moves like there's a kick that's it starts off for the one character. I think it's character classes, but the one guy, it's like a drop kick, which can send him flying. And then mm -hmm. I got it turned into like kind of just a jumping kick but it kind of does okay. like more damage and then there's a slide move a lot of these are like dying light tropes too like the drop kick and i think i had a video one time where i was just drop kicking zombies and like various bandits and dying light too off of rooftops because it's just fun to just drop kick something off a roof nice but yeah so and then the slide if 
like I remember in the original Dead Island, or maybe it was Dying Light, one of those when you originally got the slide, it would like break their limbs. So like you would slide into their legs and it would just like break their kneecaps. Oh shit. So now it kind of just knocks them to the ground and it may it may be upgradable later where it'll break their legs, but it'll kind of knock them to the ground and then you get free hits. You either get free hits or you get the mash the square to stomp their head and just explode it instantly type of deal. Nice. But yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's pretty yeah. Like I said, gory game. That's a it lot sounds of like something I'd have some fun with right now. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But all right, that's going to do it for this episode of Once Upon a Throwback. I know I probably talked equal to parts about the faculty that I did about Dead Island 2, which is supposed <laughs> to be what I'm talking about tomorrow with Asher for Infinite Journeys. But, yeah, yeah, a so little there, preview. There'll be more on it tomorrow. Yeah, this is only going on for Patreon, so gotcha that'll that'll work because then the free feeds people won't know about this conversation so it won't be like i'm talking about it twice only javier will hear it shout out to javier and whoever else i share it with but yeah that's gonna do it for this week's episode of once upon a throwback thank you so much neil for joining me yeah man it's always fun whenever you're on the show yeah anytime i can uh anytime i'm available i love that next weekend for infinite you'll be back on so yeah i don't have any specific well, we have Fireteam Elite lore, but other than that, which is good because this week's episode, we're changing it completely back to the old format. We're not doing any lore this weekend. <laughs> we're just going to talk about what we've been okay. playing. So. Oh, just just for like a one-off? just for... Yeah, like a one-off. Okay. Sometimes it's good to mix it up and like go back to the... Because yeah. like I, I've been playing a plethora of random things, like, like I said, Dead Island 2, and then the Horizon Forbidden West okay. DLC came out. So like I've got plenty to talk about. Nice. And then on a quick little thing, the other last game I've been playing a lot of is Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> sure. I'm interested in that. That They got me interested in that when they're like, you can Power Wash Croft Manor from the Tomb Raider game. Yeah, so you can. Like, it's a free DLC. I was like, what a fucking great idea. <laughs> yeah, it's. A, I don't know what it is about it, but it is oddly satisfying when and playing like a, that game. And there's like a Final Fantasy VII one yeah, there's also, a Final right? It's called the... Midgar, and both of those are free, yeah. and that is on Game Pass by the way yeah that's how i, I well yeah. actually i spent 25 bucks and bought it on ps5 today but i was yeah. playing it via the cloud gaming on my phone because i have that nice. razor controller okay. attachment that you yeah so i just play like cloud gaming and i've been that's how i was mostly yeah. using power wash simulator at work i thought i had it right here but i don't know. i've got the game sir x2 the same kind of thing i was doing nice that yeah it's like very and that yeah. and like the backbone i think is the other the other yeah. one but yeah all right once again that will do it for this episode of Once Upon a Throwback. I do not have an outro for the show, so it's either just talk until I end it or... <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I plug my... Uh, yeah, you definitely can. Javier, and... if you're listening. <laughs> hey, and this uh, will be on there permanently, so eventually other people will listen. And who and... knows? Like I said, I may just be like, this is it. Because every now and again, there's been at least three different episodes of this that I've thrown up as an Infinite Journeys episode. So it could still happen. Yeah. So uh, I do a couple of shows. I do a podcast called Crew Expendable uh, with my friend Kenny, and it is uh, all about the Alien franchise. So you know the movies, Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, etc. Books, novels, video games, uh, comics, just anything in the Alien franchise. Our, our goal is to watch, read, or play, or listen to every bit of Alien media we can get our hands on. Right. Uh, awesome yeah. show. I like when you guys Thank get you. into the comics too, because that's those those are the, some of the episodes I like. Nice for sure. Thank the comic you. stuff. And then I do another show called MK Podquest. It is about Mortal Kombat. Same same thing as 
crew expendable except it is not about mortal kombat video games it's, a, it's about everything mortal kombat except the video games so it's again mostly specifically originally conquest <laughs> the, the very live specific action, show yeah the live action tv show mortal kombat conquest the movies uh we actually covered conquest technically a total of three times yeah i knew i was gonna say at least yeah. twice because you did and then they, i know the commentary one where you yeah. were watching it again we we did discussion episodes and then we did the commentary episodes and then we covered the storyline in those three episodes we did with ben meckler that's what i was about podcast. to say yeah. yeah i just listened to the new so. one the other day and i was like howling and that that was a really good episode. <laughs> yeah so you can find those crewexpendable.net and mkpodquest.com uh yeah check them out and yeah and talk- then, oh i should note you also do the spinoffs too on mortal kombat we do a lot of stuff that you isn't- did sailor moon which was not related to mortal kombat at <laughs> all no, yeah, we do some spinoffs from here or here and there. We're going to do actually an episode will be coming up where we do an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch that features Kiri Hiroyuki Tagawa, who played Shang Tsung Shang in the Mortal Tsung. Kombat 95 movie. And returned in Mortal Kombat 11 video game as Shang and, Tsung. And played, cool. and played Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat Legacy also. Yes. Se- season two, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, I think I have that on Blu-ray. And then we cover, yeah, we cover associated things like stuff that other actors from Conquest and stuff have been in. Yeah, you know, and we, the comics we, you do do the comics as well on that one. Yeah, like we did the the ninety really comic comics. series. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Tony, thanks for having me on on this show today. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, man, I had a lot of. Fun. I'm gonna have you on again for other stuff for sure. Yeah. Again, any any Friday the Thirteenth or Halloween movie, I'm down anything well if you're down for anything retro and nostalgia i'll throw some topics at you in the future and we'll get you you me and asher on yeah. together i'm down for anything Again, retro for anything retro and nostalgia for the most part yeah man yeah our first episode was like nintendo entertainment system so sometimes we'll do systems okay. and then we've done goosebumps we've done 90s cartoons with the opinionated luscious ladies nice and uh what was the last one we did? i don't remember what the last one was we did to be honest but yeah so we kind of go all over the place Okay. Which is why that, that's why I said this still fits for the throwback because we did sure. like 90s action and we did goosebumps. Nice. And that yeah. 90s, that 90s teen horror era was pretty, a pretty good era for a lot of, I mean, certainly for me, it was. Yeah. Like, and then it was a lot of like teen comedy romances in that era too. Yeah. That, that overlap, you know, they're like, well, let's keep doing the teen dramas, but make them scary this time. Yeah. And that formula just worked on me. It so, worked for me too because, like, I love the yeah. screen movies and even like the Halloween H2O, like the Resurgence, which was Josh Hartnett. I freaking love yeah. that movie. Yeah, man. that's actually one of my favorite ones because that's the, it's good. That's the first time I think we're <laughs> before this episode turns into another three hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. that's I remember Michael Myers in that first scene where he kind of grabs with one hand and just kind of hangs down. Oh, when he lower, yeah, when he lowers, when he lowers down. That's yeah. a really cool scene. I know exactly what you're talking about. Ugh. That's a good movie. It's under a little underrated, in my opinion, amongst Halloween movies. Yeah, even it's Resurrection, also, which is like one of the most hated ones, I love because I love Busta Rhymes yeah, in that movie. I don't like that movie. Corey and I, Corey, my co-host on MK Podcast, he loves that movie, so I give him crap about that all the time. I just love it because but, I love Busta Rhymes. <laughs> or the yeah, freaking hilarious when he's just like, movies, the, "You're not Michael Myers. I'm Michael Myers." And they're just like staring at oh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very goofy, but the comedy aspect of that one is pretty funny to me. Well, I'll come on and talk about resurrection sometime. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that'll probably be Jump Scare Club, most likely. Nice. All right. We still got to do Megan. We just watched Megan the other week with that oh, AI doll thing. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I've heard good things about it. 
Yeah, well, be aware if I do it, there will be spoilers because every episode of Jump Scare Club is spoiler heavy. So right. <laughs> watch it first before you. Yeah, I liked it. I didn't really think it was scary. I thought it was more comedy than anything else. But, but yep, that's it. <laughs> let's, All right. Let's end this before we talk for another 20 hours. Bye, everybody. Peace out, Javier. <laughs> <laughs>